I'm Kelly Harrell, author, animist, and creator of The Weekly Rune. Solentent Arts is my soul-tending practice, and you're listening to What in the Weird, my podcast in which I talk about runes, actionable animism, soul-tending, and how all of those intersect through sacred activism on my path. The Weekly Rune is out, and if you're not sure what it is, it's a runecast that I've done for years, focused on the runic calendar and the current half-month rune. The Weekly Rune is now available in full on Patreon.com. Just do a search for Kelly Harrell to find it, and you can find the archive of all past runecasts on my site, soulintentarts.com. If you're not sure what a half-month is or what the runic calendar is, Listen to the early episodes of What in the Weird, or just go read the weekly rune. It's explained fully at the beginning of every runecast. Thank you to everyone who listens to the podcast, to those who send notes and share their experiences of the runes. That's what it's all about, and I'm grateful for the engagement. I also want to thank my Patreon supporters who make the sharing of my rune work through the podcast and the RuneCast possible with their financial support. If you've benefited from the RuneCast, the podcast, or the ton of free articles on the runes, animism, and soul tending on my website, you can show your support through buying my books, which you can find at soulintentarts.com or Amazon, by making a one-time contribution through PayPal or Square, or by contributing regularly through Patreon. Just go to patreon.com and search for Kelly Harrell. You can also subscribe to the paid version of the Weekly Rune there, and thank you for it. We accept Tiwaz as the battle rune, yes? I've done several episodes on connecting it to PTSD and mental health, and there are also a few Weekly Rune casts along that line. So it might set you up for a deeper understanding of this episode if you go check those out first. The general lore is Tiwaz is the plan B rune. That's what I call it. It's the realization literally mid-battle that plan A will not work despite that it's the best plan ever. It's the most heart-won, thorough, fantastic thing But the flow of circumstance has changed. Things have changed and it has informed us without doubt that it simply will not work. And to continue to push plan A out of that allegiance, to continue that strategy and insisting that that's the only way to go, or even if you're pushing plan A out of deep heartfelt fondness, It's going to cause the whole thing to be lost and there will be a higher toll on everybody involved and it's going to prolong transition to the plan that will work, which is plan B. The thing about Tiwaz is the ability to adapt to what will actually work and realizing that our our fondness of the original plan is what's getting in the way. It's not lack of another plan. It's not lack of capability of moving on. It's emotional involvement with the first plan and not processing 
the grief out of it, not allowing that to come to fruition. So that brings us to the first rodeo. In modern culture, there's a phrase, it's not my first rodeo, and it came from the 1981 movie Mommy Dearest, in which Joan Crawford, peach that she was, is talking to a room full of men in the Pepsi boardroom, and she says, don't fuck with me, fellas, this ain't my first time at the rodeo. Meaning, I'm not new to whatever's happening, I have skills around it, and I know what I'm doing. But most of the time now, and really then, that phrase is thrown out when you're being told how to do something by somebody who has less knowledge than you, or at least somebody who doesn't have an accurate perspective on your knowledge of the subject. So it's kind of, it's mansplaining, it's, it's pain-splaining, it's text-splaining, you get it. My point in connecting TYs with the first rodeo is we culturally devalue our experiences that could otherwise serve to inform our skills, not just the insight into how to conduct ourselves in said rodeo, but the knowledge for when one rodeo is over and another one is beginning. We're culturally set up to just keep going. All we know is go. And honestly, our consciousness is designed that way also. It's not just our culture. We have this deep imperative to survive and keep going, to not pay attention to the first rodeo and to just be ever looking onward to subsequent ones. And on the surface, especially with regard to TWAs, it sounds like we'd be totally cool to drop plan A mid-battle and switch to plan B. That's what our culture, our programming wants us to do. But that's the thing about post-traumatic stress and not actually being ready. You can't get to the point of plan B because we can't or won't stop fighting battle A. You can be standing smack in the middle of plan B, but if you haven't processed what came of battle A, you're not really there. The only way we're successful at subsequent rodeos is if we process the first one. And it's not about progression. It's not about moving on as in the act of just not being in the former place. It's moving on as in reconciliation, having reconciled the emotional attachments that plan A brought up and not carrying any unfinished grief from plan A into plan B. That, that's the plan. That's the ideal. Because plan B works. I mean, that, that's the message of TWATS. I talk about death walking a lot in my soul tending work. In fact, I'm going to be teaching a class on death walking this spring. And if you want more information about that or to be notified when registration opens, go to my website, soulintentarts.com, and click on the death walking as sacred activism bar. It's right smack in the middle of the page. So anyway, we always think of reconciliation and death walking as what we do for souls that are literal people, like literal beings that are no longer in bodies. And that may well be the plan B that you're needing to allow right now. It may literally be around death of a loved one. 
But we death lock relationships and parts of ourselves, jobs, life phases. Death locking isn't all seeing dead people. It's getting fully reconciled closure on our emotional attachments so that we're not post-traumatic. And Tiwaz is the rune that calls us to do that before death. Don't wait until the 11th hour. Don't wait until a lot of plan A's have stacked up and now we're dealing with impactful soul loss. Tiwaz starts the third et, and that et deals in the final realization of self as situated into the relationship of all things. And it also deals in bearing to life the wisdom of your elderhood and the medicine of your calling. It is all of that stuff. It is the ability to realize what's not working, logic through in a thorough, full inner cosmology way what needs to happen to be able to move on to plan B. It is a literal calling on of all of your skills that you've learned in the Futhark up to this point. Because Tiwaz, as the first rune of the last et, is telling us to get through the final jaunt as lightly as possible. Carry as little as possible. So maybe it's saying it's going to be that hard. It just is going to be that hard. So bring as little as you can. Or it could be saying you're there. This is just what it is. This is the way we do it. This is the healthy way to elder. So as we move into this first rune of the third et, carry as little as possible so that when somebody tries to rodeo splain you, you can say with all the power of your awareness, I've got this. The runic book of days affirmation for the half month of Tiwaz is who I am is sacred everywhere. And that means in every rodeo. Thanks for listening. If you have questions or insights about working with the runes in season, or you just want somebody to bounce your ideas off, feel free to email me at kelly, that's K-E-L-L-E-Y, at soulintentarts.com, or you can call into the Anchor app, which you can download for Android or iPhone. Also, check out earlier episodes by downloading them from Google Play or iTunes and various other podcast platforms. And you can learn more about me, Runic Book of Days, and my work by visiting soulintentarts.com or on Instagram at Kelly Soul Arts. I'm Kelly, and this has been What in the Weird.